whatever, a new album. And I managed to do every single day. I never missed a day, which is amazing to say now that the year is completed. Um, some days I did multiple albums. Towards the end of the year, I was doing like five, six albums a day, which was pretty cool. But yeah, now we're here and it's 2022. And now... I, I did it, but a big part of this show was kind of talking about, like, different albums that I listened to throughout the past year and just some of my favorites, but I'm going to spend my first three weeks back at the studio today, so this would be, you know, the first one, talking about my top three favorite albums that I found last year, and that only includes the ones that I found. You know, I can't talk about an album that I've known and been listening to for, like, a couple years now, so these are all the the best albums that I found through that project I did last year. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know if anyone new is here or if anyone even needed that introduction, but today I feel like is a really special start of the semester. It's also my first day of classes, which is quite stressful. But yeah, these first three weeks are going to be pretty cool, in my opinion, because I'm so excited to talk about my favorites, you know, really tell everyone else what I thought was the best. And with that, just so you guys know, we're, we're starting off with a banger, okay? This is known to be a very good album, um, and that album would be Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers, all right? So already off to an exciting start. So as some of you know how I start this show, I'm going to kind of talk about my personal information about like how I found the album and whatnot. And then just some information about Phoebe and then, like, Punisher as a whole. So I first listened to this album on March 18th. And initially I gave it, like, a 7, 7.5 because I wasn't too interested in it. I didn't really vibe with it because it wasn't, like, my type of taste in music at the time. And I thought it was pretty boring overall. Um, Keep in mind, these were my initial thoughts. You know, I I obviously wouldn't be showing it if I thought it was really that boring. Um, And then later in the year... Like a month later, I listened to Stranger in the Alps, which is Phoebe's first album, solo album, whatever. And I ended up liking that one a lot more. And I just kind of wanted to, after really liking Stranger in the Alps, I kind of wanted to revisit what Punisher had because I knew Punisher was seemingly the more higher acclaimed album and what got Phoebe a lot of attention. So I, you know, I just gave Punisher a few more tries. And then after that, I fell in love with this album. Like, oh my gosh. Um, you know, I started listening to... I listen to Punisher, like, multiple times a week. There's points of the like of this past year where I would listen to it every single day. Like, this has been a consistent album in my rotation for over six months at this point. Uh, I really... I think I felt, like, really fell in love with it in, like, June-ish, around then. That's when I kind of started getting a really good appeal and, like, luck- liking for the album. Um, yeah, but I became obsessed with Phoebe. Um, I struggle to find really anything bad about her. Like, everything she does is, like, really, really amazing. Um, and Punisher is about a person who is painful to talk to, like, wanting out of the conversation. That's kind of, like, the vibe you get, I guess. But there's so much more to it than just, like, like, that like kind of like angsty feeling but it's just the most beautiful witty emotional album I've ever heard 10 out of 10 no questions asked I really love this album 
And now moving forward to the album and the artist info. So let's talk about Phoebe and Punisher as a whole. Um, so Phoebe was born in L.A. Uh, she is currently 27 years old. So she kind of looks like a 35-year-old woman, if you ask me. Like, when I first saw pictures of her, especially because if you know what she looks like, she has, like, that platinum blonde, like, gray hairstyle. Like, when I first looked at her, I thought she was, like, a middle-aged woman, which is, like, probably rude to say. But she's um, an alternative folk indie artist. Uh, sometimes people consider her emo because of, like, the type of music she makes and what she talks about. Um, she has two solo studio albums, which would be Stranger in the Alps and Punisher. Punisher, once again, is the one that we're talking about today. And um, Better Oblivion Community Center with Connor Oberst and who's from Bright Eyes. Uh, she has two collab albums. I don't know if I if I um, said that. But um, she has two collab albums. Better Oblivion Community Center with Connor Oberst, who is the lead singer in Bright Eyes. And then um, Boy Genius with Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker. So, um, and just like my, my uh, two cent on those, Stranger in the Alps, love it. Better Oblivion Community Center. I've only listened one time, actually, but I did really enjoy it. And Boy Genius is, like, one of my favorites of all time, too. Like, absolutely amazing. Um, Phoebe was to attend Berklee School of Music in Boston, but then she dropped out after freshman orientation, which is weirdly fitting for her energy. Um, She caught huge fame after Punisher and is now one of the, like, highly acclaimed new artist in her scene. You know, everyone kind of knows the name Phoebe Bridges at this point. I'm pretty sure she was nominated for something like Best New Artist or Album back in uh, last year, but I can't really remember um, because I wasn't a fan at the time, so it wasn't, like, on my radar or anything. Um, Everyone is also in love with her because she's perfect. She's dating Paul Mescal. Uh, I put in parentheses derogatory because that's just kind of, yeah... It's just, it's, as a Phoebe fan, that makes sense in my head. But he's, he's, he's hot. Um, and then Punisher is her second studio album, like I said. Uh, 40 minutes long, 11 tracks, released June 17th, 2020 under Dead Oceans label. And Dead Oceans also has Mitski and Japanese, Japanese breakfast signs. So just like, you know, general feel for who, or that label and just kind of like who she's similar to. So that's really all I had for album and artist info um and next I get into like public reviews like from um article sources but I want to start the album first and I think I have five songs to play today um I really would have played all of them if I had the opportunity but we are gonna start off strong um so actually I do have all of like the the um a track by track review but um so the album starts off with dvd menu which i'm not playing because it's like a 50 second long instrumental it's just a smooth instrumental opener perfect way to lead us into a project it's really eerie and ominous in my opinion which i i never will listen to the album without playing that song first i feel like a lot of people kind of just skip it because it's just like oh eerie instrumental but i always play it because i feel like it fits the album perfectly like a perfect opening you know introduction to what Punisher is but then we're going to get into Garden Song which is like technically the first song in the album and that is what I'm going to play for you guys right now
So I hope you guys enjoy and I will be back after you hear it. This is Garden Song by Phoebe Bridgers. So that was Garden Song once again, um, second track on the album. And just to give, um, you know, track by track review, keep up with that. 
So Garden Song is the sequel love song to um, Smoke Signals on Stranger in the Alps, which is the opening track, I believe, on that album. Um, it's manifesting things the more you think about stuff. It's about Phoebe and her own growth. So that's just a little bit about Garden Song. Um, but now let's talk about kind of, you know, the public reviews that we've seen about Punisher and what people were saying when this album came out. Oh, and a little tidbit. I was informed that she was nominated for Best New Artist for the Grammys in 2021. So that's where you might know her name from if you don't know her music necessarily. So let's get into a public review, um, Pitchfork, which I have mixed feelings with Pitchfork. I don't always agree with what some of their reviewers are saying, but whatever. I always go to them to see what they say regardless. So they put uh, Punisher at an 8.7 and rated it Best New Music. Uh... They say that the songwriting is candid, uh, multidimensional, slyly psychedelic, and full of heart. Uh, to quote them, it's a master of clasp. Um, it kind of tethers the anxiety of leaving, leaving home to a depiction of an actual apocalypse. Um, and that apocalypse, apo- I cannot say words, oh my gosh, apocalypse theme is kind of present towards the end of the album, which, as I kind of just said, it's kind of a transition. Uh, the music is pretty sad, they say, but she's an artist that won't accept an, a, a daunting emotion, take her over, so she kind of stands up to it with her music. You know, she, she, you know, makes sad music and kind of, you know, like, swims in it, if you will, but she doesn't, she doesn't let it overpower her. Uh, she's really influenced by uh, the innovative songwriter Elliot Smith from... The 90s, I want to say. He died in like 2006 or something like that. But that's one of her idols and a lot of her music, especially in Punisher. And her songwriting is inspired by what Elliot did, which is pretty cool. Um, The record just glows with self-sufficiency and it's kind of like a push forward against the worst in the world. And they also made a comment about how Graceland 2, one of her greatest songs ever, leads into I Know the End Perfectly, to quote them. So that's kind of just what Pitchfork said. It was obviously a really positive review that they had for Punisher, as as is basically every single review that I have to sh- share with you guys today. Um, but going back to um, track by track review, because I want to keep on moving forward with um, playing songs for you. Uh, we're going to skip a few songs, but to go over what we are skipping, after Garden Song comes Kyoto, uh, probably... I think it is the most played and most popular song on the album. It's more of a radio hit. It's a lot more energetic. Um, I really do love that song, but since it's so popular, I very much chose not to play it today. Uh, and it's kind of about living outside your body when cool shit is happening, which I think I think she, like these um these track by track reviews also these are like directly like from an interview. Like this is what Phoebe says about it. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, then moving past that, we have Punisher, the song. Um, she said it, or maybe the, I think she said this. I don't know if the interviewer kind of like insinuated it, but it kind of doesn't feel like the title track because the whole album sums her up that it all feels like the title. And that's kind of really all she said about the song. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Punisher, Punisher or the next song. Just because of the vibe of it, I don't know. It's not as groundbreaking as the rest of the songs, but it's still very, very good and sad. <laughs> uh, and then we move on to Halloween, which I 
sadly would say is my least favorite track on the album. Um, so holidays always come at the worst time, she says, and Halloween is kind of a weird, nostalgic childhood and ghost feeling that she gets. You know, that's like how it feels with her. Uh, it's her favorite holiday, but with weird relationships and dead relationships, specifically Sucker on the Holidays, it's kind of like a relationship song and how during the holidays and I guess just nostalgic feelings about those relationships during the holidays. She kind of has negative feelings towards it now. Um, And she ended up changing the lyrics in this song to be more about um, the murders at Dodger Stadium because Phoebe is fascinated by murder and crime and specifically what could, like, she was kind of, like, thinking about, like, what could compel someone to, like, kill someone over, like, a hot dog or whatever at a baseball game. So she kind of brought that into it and she was working with them. I think it was her drummer who she writes the lyrics with a lot of the time. Or maybe she was working with Connor Connor Oberst. I can't remember who who it was, but she works with Connor a lot. But they just, like, brought that up, and Phoebe, like, ran with it. She was like, you're right. I should include that. And something that you get from um, Phoebe's music, like, 100% of the time, is that she has weird-ass lyrics. Like, they are so witty and comical and so out of place but so perfect at the same time which I think is a reason why I really like her because I'm so fascinated by like like what the hell she's saying but I'm like it makes so much sense at the same time so you know some of these like track by track reviews you might be like what the hell is she talking about but as a true Phoebe Bridges fan I know what I'm talking about but that would lead us into the next track which would be Chinese Satellite um and I really am in, I'm excited to play this one. This is this was like my first original favorite song on the album, so very important to me. And it's a banger. I, I love Chinese Satellite. So I'm going to play this. This is one of the least played songs on the album, actually, like the second least. But I think it could easily be the best or second best, at least. No, third best. I'm looking at the track list now and I'm changing my mind. But yeah, Chinese Satellite amazing amazing song and that's what i'm playing for you guys right now i've been running around in circles pretending to be Instead I look at the sky and I feel 
Chinese Satellite by Phoebe Bridgers. Once again, just so you know. Uh, great, great song. I cannot get enough of it. She she has so many good lyrics, which is like, once again, what I'm kind of obsessed with. You know, she says, I wish I wrote it, but I didn't. So I learned the words. Come on. Come on. That was great. And there's another one that like I always get stuck on and it amazes me. But Whatever. So now to talk about, you know, track by track review of Chinese Satellite. So it's kind of to romanticize a quiet life, uh, you know, pretending to be someone else. Like, as you could tell by that lyric that I just emphasized, just wanting to live another life. And a lot of this song is also kind of like issues with religion and stuff, um, which you kind of get from certain lyrics in the song. Like we were screaming at the evang- evangelicals. And other like little tidbits throughout the song, but that's why um, listening to the lyrics in Phoebe's music is so important because although it sounds beautiful, you're getting everything out of the words she's saying. <sighs> that was good. Um, so now going back on a uh, public review, Rolling Stone, um, they called her a reluctant rocker. They say her melodies feel more studied in this album and her music is beaming with influence from countless me- melodic and literary literary examples to staple artists from way back when. As example, Elliot Smith. Um, they said that Ch- Chinese Satellite, which was just played, uh, is the centerpiece of the album and it's just about... They say they... they um, another thing that this um, song is about, it's kind of jogging and alien aliens so there's so there's so much to say about every song there's so many themes and like aspects of it but jogging and aliens too um and they also said that punisher as an album is a much more sure version of itself than what stranger in the alps was you know it's like a it's like a confidence ego boost that went from the two albums and don't get me wrong stranger in the alps has banger after banger it's perfect oh my gosh that album's so good but you can tell just by listening from one album of hers to the next there is a confidence boost that comes with punisher you know she is so strong in her words so full of her her confidence it's it's absolutely amazing so that's why that's where that point comes from um but yeah another source uh new york times actually reviewed this album because she's obviously perfect once again uh they said that she kind of weaves tiny details into a large tapestry of feelings and i feel like that's really accurate because all of her lyrics are very you know very 
very what is the word um specific you know you you don't they're not necessarily relatable all the time because they're so weird and oddly specific but all these tiny details do kind of make such a big picture in the end and they also pointed out that it's an evocative and fractured storytelling of phoebe and whatever you know just phoebe as a person as a whole so yeah and there's one more source after that but i'm going to save that for actually no I'll, I'll read that now and then i'll just weave into other stuff so the last source i have from is vox um they said it sounds like you're driving up the coast while the world is on fire which is perfect i it's perfect every everyone that makes a comment on what this album is like is extremely accurate um the album is a haunted memory it's about sadness regret beauty and they point out that the dark theme is so strong and captivating in this album it's like it's really like it's so overwhelming but in such a good way and to quote them they said this the album occasionally reminds me of sitting across the table from a good friend who's going through hell just listening to them talk and nodding every so often as your coffee goes cold i feel like that that says a lot i don't even need to i don't even need to give a little additional on that 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 says it all um, and the last thing that Vox said was the album is about loss and how hard it is, especially that in losing someone, you always, you also lose a part of yourself. Whew. Yeah. And that's why this album is so damn sad. Oh my gosh. But no matter how sad it is, I freaking love it. And I will listen to it in any mood that I am in because it is such good music. Um, so with that being said, that's what all, you know, the sources that I had said, there's a million articles on this album because it's so critically acclaimed so you can go read on those on your own if you want to but next we're going to move into another song what's come another song which comes directly after chinese satellite and that's called moon song which i'll talk about after i play it but um another another masterpiece P please focus really in on the ends the last bridge of the song because it is extremely captivating and emotional but yeah, this is Moonsong, uh, track number seven on Punisher.
All right, that was a uh, moon song. Uh, that's a really powerful one. Um, very emotional. And to uh, go back to the track by track review, the interview with Phoebe, and the I forget what source it was. The the just the interview with Phoebe. Um, it's a sad, mundane, and funny song. That's how she describes it. Uh, Twitter also inspires a lot of her lyrics, which she talks about. And she says she'll just, like, save shit she writes in Twitter and turn them into witty lyrics later. You know, she'll, like, get ready to post something, be like, no. And then, like, a few months later, she's like, that's kind of good. Which I think is really funny. Um, and her lyrics can be really funny, but a lot of people don't get it because she has a quote-unquote sociopathic voice she says and she says she kind of sounds scary a lot of the time and people don't get that she's like trying to be funny which makes sense because I don't know if anyone has heard um Phoebe Bridger's like talking voice but it is so different from her singing voice you know her voice when she sings is very high-pitched more so I guess you could say you know she's very light and soft-spoken when she sings she has the deepest voice. Her voice, when I first heard her speak, I was like, that is fake. That She has a deep-ass voice. But anyways, um, she also talks about how um, this song is kind of about romanticizing this person who hates themselves, but you love them. And it's kind of like a song about wanting to fix someone to make them feel better and as loved as they are, which I think is really sad um, and hard, you know, kind of to hear this. But you can kind of get that, especially from the uh, ending bridge that I wanted to emphasize, you know, she's like, you're sick, you're married, and you might be dying, but I hold you like water in my hands, you know, just slipping through the cracks. Like, very, I think a lot of people go through that because a lot of people have partners who, you know, kind of hate themselves. And it's, you know, wanting being on the other end, you just want that person to love them as much as you love them. And that's a really, really important thing. Um, so that is Moon Song. Um, quite depressing. I'm sorry about that. So we only have two songs left to play, and we have two songs in between those two songs. So I'm just going to kind of go through these and <coughs> um, talk about these next two songs and then prepare you guys for the last two songs on the album, which are arguably, arguably two of her best songs ever and my favorite two songs on the album, I'd say. So... Next is Savior Complex, and I I considered throwing this one in, um, but decided against it because, I don't know, I didn't know if it would be a, really a fan favorite for everyone, because it's, it's very, very slow and sad and goddamn emotional, but uh, it's, Phoebe said in the interview that she wrote the melody herself in a dream, and it was her own romantic and terrify, terrifying and disturbing at the same time and this is the sequel to moon song which you guys just listened to and coming off of moon song she says it's your okay sorry moon song is who you is oh my gosh how did i'm sorry i have a typo here and it's confusing me moon song is you're with the person you want to fix and you realize every other person that has been with them has tried to fix them too and it's just still about the difficulties of being with someone who hates himself. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so this is just kind of like the sequel to that, which is once again really sad. Um, but she wrote the melody in a dream, which I thought was really cool. And in the interview, she talked about, 
I think, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was also, yet again, Connor. Or maybe it was Julian Baker, who you'll hear about in a second. Um, but it was something about one of them, like, writing one of their songs in their dreams and waking up and just, like, having a song. Or it was something, it was something weird like that, but I thought it was really interesting. And also the fact that Phoebe can dream a melody and then literally wake up and remember it and then use it and recreate it from hearing it in a dream. I think that's quite remarkable. Uh, but moving past Savior Complex, we get into track nine, which is I See You. And it's spelled out like the letters, like I See You. But it was re- rena- renamed that. So it used to be like I See You, like my eyes see you, you as a person. But it was renamed that because of the pandemic, actually. And she saw the irony with I See You. And wanted to kind of change the uh, the title around just just for the irony of it. It has nothing to do with the, the song. But she wanted to kind of change that vibe around. And this is about the breakup she had with her drummer, actually. Marshall. Uh, I forget his last name. I didn't write it down. But, um, yeah, her cur- still her current drummer. They dated um, Breakup. This is a song about it. And he apparently, the, according to Phoebe, he wrote the damn song with her which I think is really funny. And he's just a really huge part of her music and just a friend nonetheless. And they always write songs together. So it wasn't like weird that they wrote this song together, even though I'm sure it was kind of weird for him that she, you know, made a song about their breakup and him. Um, and it's a, it's a really like, there's a, I see you as a really fan favorite from a lot of people. It's, it's definitely a different vibe. Uh, and I listened to it one too many times and I don't, vibe with it as much as I used to sad to say but um still a really good song and I think it's kind of funny now knowing that this is about her drummer and she wrote it with Marshall when I listen to it I'm like that's that's interesting that's really interesting um but yeah it's kind of funny um how that is and it's kind of a hard concept for people to get and it's now kind of funny to her and Marshall and to their friends in retrospect like at first people were like what the hell and now they kind of just laugh along with it like it's a joke so yeah and that's just like another example of Phoebe being weird in her music but I want to get into my final two songs um the last song is just under six minutes long and the next song is four so I'm just going to get into it now so I have enough time to really talk about these two songs so the next song track number 10 is called Graceland 2 T-O-O. So kind of like the vibe is definitely a sequel to Graceland by Paul Simon, like the instrumentals, in my opinion. Um, But this is this is a beautiful song. It's totally different from a lot of the uh, rest of the album. It's it's like it's a break before the last song. And it definitely has a huge part in the album as a whole. So this next song is called once again, Graceland 2. And it is the second to last song on this album.
Graceland 2, Phoebe Bridgers, second to last song on Punisher. And then to talk about Graceland 2 a little bit. Um, this is kind of like, in my opinion, it's the break in the album, like I said, but she has that really big confidence boost in it where she's like, I can do anything. I can do anything I want to, which I think is just beautiful. And that song is so, it's like a glass of cold water. It is so refreshing. It's beautiful. It is poetic. And a little tidbit, which I didn't know at all until I did my research on this, but Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker are on this track. Um, Phoebe just called them up one day and was like, hey, you guys want to do the background vocals on one of my songs? And I don't know how I didn't realize because there's obviously other voices in it, but I didn't realize whose voices they were because I didn't think about it that much. And yeah, it's Lucy and Julian. And for those of you who don't know, 
Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker, once again, are the people that were on that collaboration album, uh, Boy Genius with Phoebe. And they are absolutely amazing artists. I love them. They are great. Go check them out. But also, this is really funny, and I had no idea about this either, but Haley Williams, which is the lead singer of Paramore, and everyone knows who Paramore is, so I don't even need to introduce that. Haley Williams joined because... um, Julian Baker was walking on the street in Nashville, which is where they recorded this, because that's where Julian lives. And she saw Haley Williams walking around and was like, hey, you want to be on Phoebe's song with us? And she just joined them in the studio and sang the background vocals. And that is the coolest damn thing I've ever heard. Imagine the power that was in that room that was on that song. Like, no wonder it's so good. Haley Williams was on it. Lucy Dacus. It's, oh my gosh, it's amazing. So yeah, they got... Four heads on that song, and every single one of them killed it vocally. And that leads us into the best song on the album and the last song. It is called I Know the End. It is... I I can't even... I cannot even describe it with words until you guys hear it. Absolutely perfect. Um, I'm kind of... I'm so excited. I don't even know what to say. This is I Know the End, the last song on... Phoebe Bridger's Punisher. Somewhere in Germany, but I can't place it. Man, I hate this part of Texas. Close my eyes, fantasize. Three clicks and I'm home. When I get back, I'll lay around Then I'll get up and lay back down Romanticize a quiet life There's no place like my room But you had to go I know, I know, I know Like a wave that crashed and melted on the shore Not even the burnouts are out here anymore And you had to go I know, I know, I know Out in the park we watched the sunset Talking on a rusty swing set After a while you went quiet And I got mean I'm always pushing you You come back with gravity And when I call, you come home A bird in your teeth So I gotta go I know, I know, I know When the sirens sound, you'll hide under the floor But I'm not gonna go down with my hometown in a tour gonna chase it I know, I know, I know I gotta go now I know, I know, I know 
driving out into the sun let the ultraviolet cover me up we're looking for a creation mess ended up with a pair of cracked lips windows down scream along to some america first rap country song a slaughterhouse the last song in the album uh i know the end so let's talk about it so it was actually the first song that she started to write but it was also the last song that she finished writing which is very interesting you know this was kind of the start of finisher and the end um she um she says that the song is technically a split song in between two um so it's you know, it starts with I know and it ends with the end. And you can kind of tell when the change of the song is. Um, it's kind of when that that muffled sounding electric guitar comes in, you know, goes from that really soft 
intro and then the guitar comes in the 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 drum the drum pattern like that comes in and then that amazing outro um and this song is about the end of the world basically the beginning of it is a wizard of oz ideology and i know um and then it changes into something different in the second half i don't think she really said what exactly but um it's kind of about driving up california to her grandparents house and you keep driving and you're hoping for some magical place to appear and in the end and it's kind of like an old alternative reality alternate reality whatever and everyone commented on the lyrics until they didn't because they're weird but they're amazing um and she thinks there's something beautiful about a crowd singing a bunch of fucked up lyrics right back to you and when she I, when i read that in the interview i was like that is beautiful that's beautiful and it's just the perfect song um you know I think that song is one of the best songs, literally, of all time. I can never get over it. It's The ending is so powerful. The screams at the end. Just the way that... I'm I'm a big, big fan of Bridges, as we know. But just the way that it picks up and leads into that, you know, that just ex- extreme outro, if you will. I think it's amazing. Um, but, yeah. And if you ever have the time or are curious... Watch the uh, Tiny Desk concert from NPR on for Phoebe Bridger. Phoebe Bridgers. It's the most recent one because that's where you know it's after Punisher, and she sings this song in the end. And she kind of because it's a virtual one because of COVID, obviously. Um, she has a bunch of fans do the screams at the end with her, and it's I got goosebumps every time I watch it. But there is someone coming on the show after me, so I want to leave them enough time to get ready. But that was Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers, you know, some of her best songs on it. Uh, I hope everyone liked it. This is a really important album to me. And once again, it is my number one album that I found last year. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time, without a doubt. Um, It excites me. I'm so in love with this album and Phoebe Bridgers. And I'm just really excited to be able to share it with you guys. So I am going to wrap up now. Um, Thank you for listening. This was WMBC Digital College Park Radio. My name is Jordan Pinkava, and this is Nervous Child Collection. And you just listened to Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. And go listen to it again on your own because it's amazing. All right. Thank you. Have a good night.
Hello, and welcome to Supper's Ready. Season two. Season two. We're back for another semester. Um, this semester we're doing eight to ten p.m. on WMUC Digital College Park. Yes. Way to get that in there. Ah, thank you. Okay, I'm gonna play us a PSA real quick. Um, let's do it. Do 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 do. do. 